Hey everyone, what's up? It's Cameron from Cult Classics Podcast here. If you've been listening along, then you know that the Majestic Jam Network has been busy creating brand new shows, and we're super excited to finally share them with you. If you like listening to our takes on movies, and you want to hear us chat about other things, then you're in luck. In Urban Hermit, the crew gets together each week to catch up on the crazy things going on in the world and in our lives. So without further ado, here's a sample of our other podcast, Urban Hermit. Jordan Jones. Uh, literally just woke up from a nap, so let me just woo, pep up my enthusiasm here. It's been raining. Just slap, your, slap your face a couple times. I don't think that works. Does I think it not? That, no, I think that's just a stupid movie thing that's not real. No. You were about to get the first two-person Urban Hermit. Mark and I were like, should we, should we, should we do it? Uh, in true Urban Hermit fashion, the time got away from me. It's been raining, though, and I was just on the couch. Well, also... Kind of like a weird guilty pleasure. I've been listening to just real um, casual. I thought you were about to say heroin. Like just no. a real guilty pleasure. Just nodding in, <laughs> just, nodding just out. Just really been nodding in and out recently. It's no, a perfect I nap mean, day. It really is. I, well, this is perfect for uh, rainy music, but it's also been kind of scary. Like I'm like in The Shining. But I've been listening to big band music in like melancholy, sad jazz. Like it could be like it's like a P.I. movie. So it's been like piano and like... <laughs> Yeah, you're like in a yeah. noir film. A hundred percent. It's just been either one saxophone or one trumpet with piano, and it just knocked me out for the past like couple hours here. It's like that always like... sunny thing where they, they do the noir thing. And they're just like, and he didn't realize that I was there all along. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, honestly, talking out a window. <clears throat> honestly, exactly, and it, it's very <laughs> relaxing. So, just kind of question to you: What's some like weird guilty pleasure music genres? And I know Jordan's had a few. I don't have anything I feel guilty about. Maybe Hamilton. Okay, I'm gonna say weird then. There was Broadway. You, okay, you were like a sophomore oh, in high yeah. school when you got super into Paul Simon and Island music. Yeah, I was big into Hawaiian music. Some of the is whatever his last name is, Big Is. Shout out, R.I.P. And like Paul Simon solo, you know, like Graceland and shit. Call me out, big time. One time, I had like friends over to our house in high school. Mm. Like a social guys girl gathering, which I didn't do too much. I'm like, I'm more of an outside the house person rather than a hoster. And at this time, I was really big into my Hawaiian music. So that's what I played. And people weren't feeling it in the same way <laughs> that I was. I'm like, oh, no, but Hawaiian roller coaster rides right around the corner. It's like, just stay tuned. It's about to fucking. It's just somewhere over the rainbow, like, like five times. Yeah, well, it probably I, was. Because like, you yeah. know, it was that in the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack. If you, ever hear me, if you ever hear me rolling down the street, it's a. I'm the reggaeton guy. Oh, nice. And I'm not. I'm not. I hate reggaeton. Uh, our, our guitar player friend, Chris Reimer, has gotten real into, uh, not reggae, uh, shit. Ska? Ska. Ska music recently. Is I, the difference just a little more up-tempo and some horns? Is that and, ska? And, and white white folk. White folk. Is that the difference? I think so. Uh, I, I can get into ska at a festival, but not so much just listening on my iPhone. That's one of those things I think I have to be there to kind of appreciate. I think I got to be playing Tony Hawk 1 or 2 Pro Skater, and that's yeah. when I'm most into ska. 
Oh, well, speaking of guilty pleasures, again, that's when you found Good Charlotte or Good Charlotte found you. Um, I'm not guilty about most. There are some musicals where I'm like, mm, not proud. Not proud right now. Mark and I got real into the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack. And funny enough, that just popped up on Shuffle the other day on the way home from band practice. And I was trying to belt to it. That's can, something we got real into. Good song. I, not a good movie. I saw the movie. I mean, it, can I talk to you movie. about Dear Evan Hansen and its um, toe tappability of music? Sure. Tell us about Dear Evan Hansen. Sorry. I don't think it's that catchy of songs. And I hear that this guy sings very well. What's his mm-hmm. name? Ben Platt or something ben Platt, like that. Yeah, he's in uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, so Pitch everybody's Perfect. like, oh my God, he sings so well. I'm like, this ain't no like defying gravity right here. This is no Hamilton. No, but it's this more is... contemporary. Like the songs are, there's, a, there's more pop songs. Which was a lot of it. It was the instrumentation too. It wasn't just him. It was like, oh, we're making just pop songs yeah. now. And that was the the novelty of it kind of. It's no Miss Saigon. I was about to say, Jordan, what are some of your favorite musical musical numbers? Maybe we'll just piece, <laughs> not, not pieces itself, but, you know, um, plays. Could we start again, please? Jesus Christ Superstar. Could we start again, please? <laughs> love that. Love that. Uh, Defying Gravity is a big, big smasher hit, so that's fun, you it's know. Big hit. Uh, Mark and I were both real into cats when we were younger, but was that because the costume and the, the whole set piece? or was that Mr. Mistopheles. Or was it because the weird story and the non-rhyming music? You tell me, Mark. <laughs> Fiddler, that'll like, be... Retro is not a fun play <laughs> no. for sure. I've been Don't be it. fooled. Da, 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 da. It's 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 a downer. <laughs> it's it's not fun. Well, I was talking to mom about this last night. I'm like, God, as a Jew, like we should really have some holidays that are like not just like God. Remember how much of a bummer that was. <laughs> Our best holiday is Hanukkah, which was like, holy shit, this lamp well, is still on. I think more like like uh, people to practice. All the holidays, like I think Purim's fun, whatever that is. That's what our mom tried to get. She's like, we got a couple in there, but it is a lot of remembering the hard times. Which she yeah. was like, well, she's like, that is the that is the positive. It's like we survive. I'm like, that's every holiday. Yeah, celebrate. Speaking of which, I'm going home this weekend to do Passover with mom. Cameron, are you gonna be? No, I'm not, I'm no? not making this one. The new dog and just Nicole had to work, so we're we're not gonna be making. I've it only up, been a but... part of one Jones family uh, Passover, but it was it was a fun experience. Oh, that was a road one, right? We did it at your guys' house, right? Maybe two then. I remember one in the original homestead. We definitely Ooh. did one straight out of like high school when I hosted uh, a Passover, which was kind of funny. Yeah, I, I know we had one at your guys' first apartment for sure. Uh, when Chris was living with us for like a year, like he would come back for a few Passovers. He kind of got into it. So Chris kind of became an honorary Jew in, in, in the family. There's a few pictures of him making like a horseradish sandwich and having a hard time. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Gefilter fish. So as part of my going back home for Passover and Easter um, weekend, I'm going to uh, I bought Harry Potter 4 book on tape and I'm going to listen to that. Oh, nice. That's and a long just, one, too. So that's definitely going to get you there and back. It should be. I started it on my walks to work the other day, and hot takes right now. Here's mm-hmm. my hot takes. Book four. We'll keep this short. We're. Ju- I'm just getting to the to the uh, uh, the Quidditch World Cup, right? Yeah. And on display is. Uh, That's fairly early in the book, no? Oh yeah, I'm bar- I, bar- oh, right I just away. started. I just. I was at the grocery store, and I'm like, I gotta listen to something new, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy Harry Potter four because i've been listening to three a lot on repeat good stuff anyway 
Mr. Weasley doesn't know shit about muggles, and that's his job, and it's infuriating. How can no. he know so little? Well, Jordan, none of them do, and it's always just back to the like they don't learn like just basic like math, English. But like, they live in a people. world. They live in a world where half, like not half, but there's a lot of Muggle-born wizards. It's like right. we can but answer they, all your questions. But they also live in a world where they're a hundred percent homeschooled for the most part. If they're wizards, Jordan, it turns out that's not doing much for them. They're not learning a bunch, you know. So are they just homeschooled? Do they get they gotta see other wizards though if you live in the wizarding world? That's not the vibe we got from Ron and the Weasleys. It sure seemed like he knew nothing. Cameron, they're poor. Okay, that's fair. Uh did Draco get an education? A very fine homeschool teacher, yes. Yeah, I guess I don't know what they do. Is that addressed in Pottermore or whatever the hell? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, have you seen the I'm I'm guessing you haven't, but have you heard of the Harry Potter legacy game? No. No. You would love it. It's a free roam Harry Potter world Sounds where awesome. it takes place, like, I think in the 1800s. So just like you're just a random. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, it's just an old timey. You're just a student at Hogwarts, free roam, solving some sort of mystery of Hogwarts. What's that like, on? Like all I mean, the. Yeah, all the new systems. I'm pretty sure it's out, but like it's just an RPG, just like free roam Hogwarts. They could have made Harry it where you were game. like Harry Potter, but the way they're like Skyrim is a way the, better format. Yeah, this is better. You just get to create your character. You get to create your own Harry Potter. It's always it's that question that we always ask of like, what would I do if I was at Hogwarts? Yeah, I would just, probably just go to my classes. You know, probably not anything too crazy. I wouldn't fight Voldemort. I'd engorge my penis, and that's about it. Yeah, you know what we'd all do. Blast it off. Have have Madame Mon- what, what What's the nurse's name? Madame, Madame Pomfrey. Pomfrey. Do you think yeah. there's more kids that did just die that were swept under the rug or just like, I don't oh, know, yeah. like you get paid off? Because like, think about how dangerous it is and how many close calls there are. Like, There's got to be a couple more than just the Chamber of Secrets that slipped by that we That's just didn't exactly talk right. about. That's right. It just wasn't as horrific. Like, there's not well, a monster, but this kid <laughs> did blow up this entire class on accident trying to spell. That's true. You might have a couple of those, but I would bet it's more like uh, similar to like drunk driving accidents, like, you know, in a high school. It's probably like one or two every couple of years. It's not like every year someone dies outside of like Harry and his reign. Uh, I imagine it is hilarious and everyone like that. It's just like cutting to like, oh, not it's another one. Sweep them away. <laughs> you guys signed the release form. Your kid's dead. That's why uh, Dumbledore so comes get like, his body. This is why Dumbledore's so like just aloof and like, Hoo-hoo. he's just crazy. He's Willy Wonka crazy up in there. Yeah. Kids are dying and he's just like, you know, I'm playing not pro, his flute. I'm not pro <laughs> Slytherin, but he got pretty lapsed in like running a school towards the end of his days. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't much. He wasn't. He was barely there. He was barely there. He really was. He a good professor or good? Well, uh, we don't know. No, he played favorite. Not not in what we saw. Giving Fav- out points willy nilly. Favors yeah. huge, huge favoritism. Uh, does set up a student to die from the moment he meets him. That's not great. <laughs> That's well, right. that was going to happen. You just got to deal with it, Cameron. You year know, after the choice y- was ultimately his. Maybe. Year after year, he just pulls the rug on house points away from kids who thought they were winning. Like last day, being like, and as you know, Harry and his friends all get seven hundred points. Hires neglectful bad teachers out of side Mrs. McGonagall. Oh, like all of them. Like all They're all horrible. All the Let's Hagrid di- do anything? He's just Hagrid's nothing but red flags. I don't know <laughs> why we trust that drunk giant. He's a lush. <laughs> He's just a big lush. <laughs> yeah, put him around kids on the outskirts and let him I don't know. I just just red flags. Endearing guy, but yeah. So Hagrid's more- always going into the uh, forbidden <laughs> little, forest, little just hut, doing yeah. bad smoking, stuff. Smoking reefer. 
Okay, yeah. so is the is the uh, public school magic education comparable? I bet they have to do like social. I bet this they don't have that private school bullshit where they still have math and social studies and some of those. Oh, wait, basic you think things. there's public wizard schools? A hundred percent. And they're like, not all of you're gonna make it in the wizarding world because it's weird and elite and a race and racist. So we're learning some people skills. Lunch hall is shittier. Oh, oh everything. Yeah. Worse everything food. was shittier. I I can tell you this much though, you get those public school. Quidditch or uh, Wizards on the Quidditch pitch, they're taking out their anger on those fancy. Uh, That's right. They're getting beat ultimately because they don't have the infrastructure, but they're. they're no, it's it. like a lot of city schools where like they don't have the infrastructure to have a team, so they're just like a weird city league. So they're playing with adults too. You got the weird like public version of like Crab and Goyle, and they're wearing like the the different helmets because they're too big and. <laughs> Who thought we were going to talk about so much Harry Potter? I thought it'd be a one-off, but we can uh, do this all. I, I bet all of our listeners thought it was coming up at some point because you know it's. it's is that it's, your favorite road trip? Is that do you prefer that over like a podcast or like a playlist? Is like Harry Potter like a book or something like that? So in this trip, I got a five-hour trip. I go ebbs and flows. If I'm really into the book, I'll listen to it the whole way. But sometimes you just need that. Uh, yeah. Well, I the thought the music I thought the, the trip to the grocery store is interesting, like the five-minute trip where you just get little spurts of it. Oh, no, I went to the grocery store alone, so I just listened to it in the grocery oh, in, store, okay. and it makes it so much better. I was about saying, that is the worst, just the little spur thing. I couldn't handle that. It would be too confusing. How about you guys? I assume, Cameron, you've always been most of the time uh, music playlist when you drive. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part. Like, I... I've just I, I really did burn out the Harry Potter book on tapes. Uh, nostalgic, just played it a million times. It was go to bed stuff. Again, they're narrated by Jim Dale. He has a silken voice, great character work. It is a good listen. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just because of our job, like in just all the auditing and hours I've had, I've listened to a lot of audiobooks in my time, just because I have like you know the public library subscriptions and shit where I can just get for stuff for free. But I mean. I'm probably more of a, po- a lean podcast, probably. Yeah, probably podcast nowadays, just because, I mean, I, I've i burned out everything. I've burned out music. That's why I'm listening to Big Band and Scary just during the rain. It's a little terrifying. <laughs> oh, okay. So, just a small caveat to that. I have so much like Duke Ellington and um, the Glenn Miller band, whatever. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I want to listen. I got into reading for like three days, four years ago. Right. And I wanted to like, I needed something in the background, but not to distract me. So I'm like, I got to put all this on there. So now when I shuffle, I got to skip so many Duke Ellington songs. But at night when you're just trying to listen to some music, it'll just terrify you like you are at The Shining. Uh, well, just in the middle of the I night. like it when it's instrumental, but every, whenever there's like, that's like what I get. That's pretty much what was going on today at the end of work. That's why I passed out for hours. Well, we told the story, but that's that Colorado hiking trip that we took. And there yeah, was, we had that yeah. radio and that was the only station that was playing at like two in the morning. Well, we thought it was two in the morning. It was really 10 p.m. It was terrifying. Yeah. Oh, you know what's scary? So this, this doesn't happen a while going back to road trips. Now you've got your iPhone, you can shuffle anything Bluetooth, you can cultivate anything you want. Back in the day, you remember shuffling like radio stations and you oh, lose yeah. them in small towns? Tuning towns. in and out. Mm-hmm. Scariest thing in the world was late night stuff. All of a sudden, you just found old-timey gospel music. You're like, pass. Mm, Hard pass. I don't like this at all. Uh, this is yeah, just I'd rather kinda... sit in silence. 
This is something yeah, kind of good. funny I did just back in the day. Way, way back in the day, if you're old enough, when you had like audio tapes and you could go tape to tape and make recordings and stuff. I was young and I just took, this was a long time ago, but I just took like one of mom and dad's tapes and it was something they must have been listening to at night to bed. But I was taping over it to do like a scary, like spooky radio play. <laughs> but apparently at like two in the, the morning. Shadow no. Yeah, just something the stupid like that. But it was more like sound effecty. So I guess their tape just cut off in the middle of the night to me, just like. <sighs> like breathing <laughs> and like starting some sort of scary presentation kind of vibe. Uh, Cameron well, used to be all into Foley sound. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was putting on my own little production, but I can I, respect that. I must have just scared um, the shit out. Of I him. do I do love a good Twilight Zone, the Shadow radio play when I'm driving. I love oh, those. Oh, those are classic. You know, we we discovered these when we were younger on family road trips because uh it is like now just gotten a bunch of shit and its name is racist it turns out. But Cracker Barrel used to have um Is it? Okay. I mean, we don't touch on it, but I did okay. The name, Cracker Barrel's racist? The name itself Cracker Barrel is like referring to like the to whip us? cracking <laughs> like yeah. Oh, no, oh. the Cracker Barrel is like got a it. whip cracking thing. Oh man, it, I got to go switch my profile names a lot of places off. Cracker Barrel Boy. Yeah, I'm a, Cracker Barrel Boy. There, Hit me up. I've heard over the years there's, there's a lot of issues with it. The point is they used to have just like uh, most Well, I the, am shocked and appalled at that restaurant. Are you? But, <laughs> but um, they used to have like old time radio tape, like old time radio play tapes that you could like return, like rent and return. So if you were on a road trip, you'd rent one from one location and then drop it off like, you know, 100 miles later and you could just but, like exchange them. So I think you could still do that. Public library. I love that. So our family got real into that on a couple of road trips when we were going to Florida as a family and going to Disney World. Eat some but, biscuits uh, and gravy, buy some rock candy. Uh, yeah, and then an old time radio play. A rocking yeah, yeah. chair. Oh, I will. I have a dream of being like Mel Gibson at the beginning of Patriot and just building my own furniture at some point. I don't know why. Um, I'd be like the guy that throws it in the corner and has rage issues. Um, okay, I've looked at videos on YouTube before, and a couch isn't that hard to build. You're making a box and fluffing it. You know what I mean? I'm not making a recliner. And the upholstery doing... is probably the harder part. That yeah. would be tough as shit, the upholstery. Not, not really. You're just stretching cloth over the wood and staple gunning it down for the most part. I have no thirst for knowledge or life, so that doesn't interest me at all. I love that kind of shit. Like, I, I will get lost in hours in those, like, people in India just building, like, clay homes and, like, burning them and, like, making pools and stuff. I'm, I know we've talked about this before, but I love that kind of YouTube like. Do you know what I think of the end of I those? I get lost in that. Mm. I, I appreciate all your hard work, but that pool looks like it sucks. It's murky. Yeah, the pool sucks. Yeah. It's they, shallow. Like, they jump into it. They hit the bottom like immediately. It's yeah. like, ooh, that cannonball wasn't very graceful. Okay. I mean, if you got the time, it's not a waste Still of cool it. cool you did it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, but that pool looks awful. There was one where they put like a little vent for fire underneath, and it was, it was a hot tub essentially. I'm like, that's going to, you're going to get burned eventually. Yeah, you're going to burn. And you're gonna burn I, th- this is me. I Obviously, I couldn't do that. So, like, it's more impressive than my pool. Okay. That I could make. I, I was looking into like maybe like making my own hot tub for a second. It's never going to happen. But there are a lot of easy <laughs> DIY ones where they just make like a heated coil where it's like, oh yeah, if you just have a fire going, you throw this in the fire, it heats up your water. But like that's not like convenient. That's like a. I bunch think the more closest work. DIY I'm doing is like just filling up the bed of a truck and putting a tarp in it. That's my pool. Oh, cool. Well, what is something you think you have? What's the most useful thing you think you learned online? I watched a lot of those kind of tutorial videos. I've learned a lot about like our music editing programs and podcasting. So I've definitely learned trades off it. Um, I will use YouTube to like cook recipes. That's probably the most useful thing I do. You're like, oh, I want to know how to cook this. And then you can. 
Yeah, I like that. I like cooking, cooking shows, cooking uh, tutorials, if you will. I like watching cooking competitions. I don't. I found though, I don't pick up a lot of the information, the terms, the skills. My fiance is great at it. She's learned a ton from the Food Network and is a pretty good cook. Um, ask. I just ask like Nicole, the competition. Or ask your fiance. I don't know if I can say names or not. Um, ask her if this word comes up in cooking competitions. I, I feel like it's a buzzword that means nothing mm-hmm. except flavor. Umami. Ask her if she knows about umami. She They're always bringing it up. Well, I mean, it's a thing. It's like, I mean, umami. No, it's know. it's not a thing. What is it? <laughs> it's, it's flavor, Jordan. Yeah, that's it. Is it. A buzzword. They're like, Actually, they're like no, right. I need he's something right. to give it that extra umami. Um, it's how kids say um, it was such a mood. I'm like, could you elaborate? That what was, was this mood you're talking about? What was lit about it? If you were to use some more words, what's the umami? Well, like, it definitely is missing umami. I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, what the fuck is umami? Well, I'll tell is you, I'll Google can it right I, can now. Can I buy this umami somewhere? What yeah, I know no is umami in? I'll tell you one thing I should know now that always comes up. It's like just the ba- the basic base of like carrot, celery, and onion with like water when you're just oh, like. Oh, it's a uh, mirepoix or something like mo- that. Mirepoix. There it is. I can never remember that. There's so many French terms, and I, partly I think it's just because I didn't take but French. But that's, like the, yeah, that's like the. Yeah, that's like the start stick. of like you can make any like meal with that essential like. St- Base. I called it. Radius. I called it a stock, and my, my fiance was like, "That's not what it is. It's a base. Don't call okay, it." Okay, so I was right. Umami is the savory or meaty taste of foods. They're like, you just—it's got to be tastier. Could you it's make too, it tastier? Is it too broad? Is what you're saying? It's just the way they use it is how teenagers use catchphrases to you to replace every other word in their vocabulary. Well, it sounds fire. like it is just saying mm-hmm. taste. So it sounds like that is what it is. You know what I mean? It is the it's cooking. Got a good umami. It's How's cooking. that Lacroix? It's got umami to it. No, it's not savory at all, but that's what how I would explain it. I would say this is missing, you know, umami. <laughs> okay, I think I anyway, follow. bring that up, bring that up to Can I say I don't know, can I say people's names? Nicole? Can I say Nicole's name? We've said it a million times. You say Megan all the time. She's been doxxed already. I think we're trying not to say other people's names not associated that might not want brought up and have no idea they're being talked about. I think it's more a vibe. Okay. When That's what Mr. B from high school. About. <laughs> Just remember, people out there, I don't edit a thing. So <laughs> That's for the listeners, and that's for you talking. Mostly for you talking. I don't like that at all. Uh, what Out of cooking shows, are which ones are your favorites? Or personalities, maybe we'll say. Who are some of your favorite chefs on the show? All time, Emeril Lagasse is an OG. But nowadays, Top Chef's my favorite cooking show. That, or, you know, Emeril Lagasse was like the early days of Food Network, and everyone's parents got real into it, and so did we by default. Bam! It was great. He he had a sitcom for like three days. He's yeah. the uh, OxyClean guy of cooking shows. What was that guy's name? Bill, Bobby Bobby something? Billy, something like that. Billy Blanks. Billy, Billy Mays. Billy Mays. Billy Mays. I'm he, Billy Mays here. And if you think about it, though, it's crazy because his show wasn't like anything <laughs> too entertaining. Like, like that. now there's so many food competitions and we have like the high animation of Guy Fieri that like all he was doing was cooking and showing us the preparation and feeding his audience. But like it really sold all of us and sold the food. He's a network. really good cook, though. I mean, if, if we're talking about those guys, I am not. I, I hate Bobby Flay. I you dislike know, him. I actually really got into Bobby Flay just because of Beat Bobby Flay. My, my fiance was watching it all the time. Maybe um, not him as a person, but I like watching Beat Bobby Flay. The science guy. Alton Brown. 
Alden Brown. I liked him. I like some of the quirkier ones that, like, maybe they you, you have to use, like, a fucked up pan. What, what is that show? Chopped? Uh, it's like you have to use a yeah. waffle iron cut, to cut, cut, mm -hmm. make kitchen, a steak. Cutthroat Kitchen. That's the one where they have to, like, give each other fucked up items and stuff. And I like, like that one. And they're betting. That one's really fun. I like Cutthroat Kitchen and Chopped. Those, as Chopped, far as yep. just, like, as things that are producing a million episodes and you see chefs and critics and the same people cycle through a million times, those two are good. I guess in all honesty, and I may, some people like him, some people don't, but I was always an Anthony Bourdain guy, so his oh, travel no. food show, his that was probably my favorite. I love that. I still do. No no reservations was great. He's he, His show is awesome. If you, Gordon Ramsay, in the spirit of that, did he did start a new show, but I forget what it's called, but it's kind of like <laughs> what he did where he'll travel to a location, he'll kind of learn the culture, and then he'll cook outside with those people on what he learned. It's like he was kind of trying to pick up the mantle and the spirit of Bourdain, but it's not quite the same, but it's good. I like it. Well, it's he's just not Bourdain, you know. Well, he well he he's he, he was going for that a little more. He's being a little more cat. He's just learning. He was like being. It wasn't like going as Chef Gordon Ramsay. Like, what's going on? That's here? almost a shtick in itself. Yeah, he's probably not always. I like do that. think just by watching years of like cooking shows, you do pick up some things. That, like if you're just making something at home, that's just it. Like, I don't I think a I have. List. I think I, a lot so of so the biggest thing I feel like I've learned is that like you don't need to be super super precise. I mean like like baking you do. But like, yeah, if you're just adding seasoning or what, just like you don't have to like measure out a teaspoon of this or that. You can kind of just taste and you and you can add a shit ton to make it taste better. Yeah, like they they obviously season. One thing I learned is if you do oversalt something, you cannot go back from that. You can always like add something add to more. it, but you can't like take salt out of something. You know what I've really learned when I see them make a stock and they have like twenty ingredients in their chicken or fish stock. I'm like, I'm never doing that. Yeah, they start with the whole like chicken and like, yeah, I'm like leave the bones in. It's like, oh man. I respect yeah, that, I but I'm never going to do it. Ain't oh, nobody man. got the time for that. Mm -hmm. Um, What was I going to bring? Oh, no, I brought up all I wanted to. Harry Potter. Have you, what, have you made any dishes from anything you've seen on the Food Network? Okay, I will say this, though, going back real quick. I do like Alton Brown on, um, oh, what's his show where he's like breaks down the cooking science and stuff? I forget what it's called. That's the one I was talking goodies, about. Goodies, goodies. But I don't, goodies. but he's kind of a condescending dick as a host sometimes. And like, two yeah, he's very Bill Nye-ish. But someone, not, no, it's not that. Because Bill Nye isn't a dick. Sometimes he just belittles Ooh, his Maybe a little Bill Marish. Just a smug asshole. Kind of, yeah. It's it, there's something kind of smug about him, and I do like him on his own show, on his own show when he's not interacting with people. But when he's with the common folk, sometimes there's something smug about him. So oh. we, I, I'm pretty sure all three of us and a lot of people, we've all made uh, Gordon Ramsay's perfect eggs, right? Where you put a pound of butter in and keep whisking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they are great. Take they, it off the flame, on the flame, off, off the, the yeah, flame, just off and on, off keep and on. it off. You the know flame. what? It works. It really I've does. I've never done the creme fraiche that he adds, but he adds no, creme fraiche. Because who, who has it, Mark? Who's I, got creme fraiche? I mean, for the amount of Food Network, we should. But that just reminds me of that episode of uh, South Park South when Park. Randy's really in. And he, cream forgot, and he forgot the creme fraiche. <laughs> How could you leave it at home? <laughs> oh, that episode's hilarious. God, I love Randy. Oh, shit. Have you, have you made any dishes, though, off Food Network? When I was younger, uh, be funny enough, you, YouTube has replaced it. I definitely, yeah, that's yeah true. YouTube. Yep. I've looked up like shakshuka like four times every time I make it to like make sure you're doing it right. Uh, mm. That is the one thing I just I always kind of have to look up protein cook times just to make sure I'm or not temp mess internal it. temps. Yeah, and like, stuff like that. Yeah. that the, honestly, that's what I look up more than anything. You can kind of right off the bat, Cameron. What's chicken internal temp? Uh, three. I don't know. One eighty. One sixty five. Mm, that was one. And you pull it off at like 161 and you let it sit. And you let it sit. It. 
Or you could go 180 and let you know have a dry ass chicken breast. Whatever. See you, again, I do, think do, you guys have do you know learned from nice. Food Network. I just didn't <laughs> pick it all up. I've been a food manager learning food safety at least three times. <laughs> do you know what's kind of nice right now? Since Megan's pregnant, we have to make sure nothing's undercooked. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it has made making meals so much less flavorful because everything's dry, but so much easier to cook. Because you're like, oh, just yeah, let it fuck it. Yeah, let it ride. It's it's gonna be in there right in for now, but it's okay. Any so weird any weird cravings or anything that uh, you guys been stocking up the house with? Anything fun? Pickles. Um, I myself have been real into sweets lately. I don't know if that has anything to do with the pregnancy. <laughs> like Danish Danishes, like Danish sweets. Oh, like baked like sweets, <laughs> like baked goods, like big time. Mm. Um, Megan hasn't had any weird uh, cravings yet that I've been made aware of. We have a baby size update. Yeah, well, how big's the baby? Ooh, um, I have a. Well, today well, again, was our... again. I keep forgetting it's more of a length thing. So, so I have a I have a picture update. It's a thirty-two today... inch TV. <laughs> oh wow! Oh nice. There today today we had a our twenty week one. So I I, I got to go to it because I didn't have to start work till later. So we got a healthy baby. It's got all the things it needs to. Now refresh um, my memory. You aren't uh, going to learn the sex, but when do you fi- when when does that become available? I think we could have learned it already. Today, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like, look away at this point if you don't want to know the sex. Oh, it's Dick. Well, we, it's right we there. Dick. Dick. See, it's Dick right there. <laughs> Actually, no. That's the, that's the it's no. It's not a that's cucumber. It's a gherkin. Here, let me let me double check. Talk amongst yourselves. I think we were, we used to be at a cucumber. We might be at a sweet potato now. Which, is that bigger or smaller? I don't fucking know. I'll tell you, some of the things I did make off Food Network, it's all been like desserty, baked good things. Not a lot of them have been savor meals nicole has made a shit ton of meals from food network that i've eaten but like the things that i've requested have all been deserted it seems like food network like where you're like watching a show and making it at the same time seems just super like early 2000s like 90s uh-huh. like following along you have oh, to I rewind know. funny enough it's, though, it's yeah. archaic as map quests funny enough though i yeah. did like, pull it's, up, just, uh, it's more streamlined now i pulled up rachel ray like her 30 minute meals though and it is 100 percent that and i did episode <laughs> one it's so old the lighting's like a 90s like soap opera or porno and she's so already like whisking the eggs when you're like just about pulling them out of the bullshit the though you're like fuck she was doing so much talking in the beginning i'm like rachel ray you have 30 minutes you just wasted five on the intro yeah. like get to it you're making things confirmed it is the size of a sweet potato in length haven't we been there a before? Yam? i thought we'd been there <laughs> i think you could be there yeah i don't know a sweet potato that's what we're at and i feel like those can um, really vary in size like it could be a big s- sweet potato when it comes to like Rachel Ray, I, like I think we all pretty much cook like that anyway. Like we all kind of do like, you know, unless you're a home cook, home cook who makes everything from scratch. Most people cook like her. Right. But what I'm never going to do, what I see on cooking shows like hers, like for the average people, she's like, here you go. You're going to love these sandwiches. You make a pan. It makes 12. Going to feed a lot of people. I'm like, I'm not going to make. All like right. Like 12. I need to just feed me right now. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. I'm going to have 12 sandwiches later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's just me. I guess like if you, if I had a family, maybe more, and I'm on my way. But I don't think I need. Yeah, to I don't know. think her demographic is young twenty somings trying to figure. Like, well, also, I mean, I know true. there are shows for this, but a lot of the Food Network shows aren't necessarily the healthiest meals. They're usually rich and flavorful, and not like you know, it's not something you should probably be eating every day. I I, yeah. I, I know there are some chefs that do that. Like, I mean, Paula Dean before she got canceled was just like <laughs> but just like ninety percent butter cooking. She was just ninety percent butter. It's true. Who else got canceled from Food Network? Who's that ginger who got canceled? What was his show? Oh, Mario Batali. Oh, I think he, he's sexually assaulted people for years. I think he, he looks like he was real touchy, you know? 
Then again, yeah. I don't want to say it was the ponytail and the croc combination because I've also rocked a version of that. Uh-huh. Just mash those potatoes in there. My germs. My germs. <laughs> you know who always gave me the willies, but I couldn't look away? What? The barefoot Contessa. She oh. like lived in like, oh, man. she. Is she still around? She get canceled? I, I she get think, indicted for I anything? Think so I just she's always of, talking about her husband. She's like, I can't wait for Wilfred or whatever the fuck his name was to get home. Our, our, I made him these soufflés. Yeah, He's in weird. the city right now. I'm like, ugh. Soufflés look pretty good, but you're making me feel real uncomfortable. But I can't look away. Um, the, another show that I my mom recommended that I don't. I, it has problems. But have you guys watched? Is it cake? No, I don't have Netflix heard about anymore. It. So I heard it's good though. Show. So if you if you have TikTok, that's like half of what TikTok is now. Is people just be like, oh, it's a cake. It's not real, but it's hosted by Mikey Day from SNL, which gets a little annoying because he's kind of a performative host. But yeah, no, I like that's Mikey what sucks Day though. There's a whole panel of performative hosts, and they're just like, oh wow, it's cake. Well, that's also part of the problem. Is like you have a group of like really good cake artists like can, competing like. They all like you. They, you're you're looking at cake from like 15 feet away under colored lights, and it's yeah. You can barely make out what the fuck's going on, and it's not like a competition of like whose cake is the best. It's just like here's 10 cakes, a fake ones in there. It's random kind of who these if the celebrities guess your cake or not, and if they do get it, you don't win money. Is that a cake? No, it's just a puppy. So there's not like an exact winner. It's just some you could win money this week or not based on whether or not B level celebrities guess your cake. So I really do love like these type of elaborate shows that, you know, X, Y, Z, like Halloween Wars. They, they're they pretty much right. like working. Oh, I, you know. I love some Halloween Wars, Cupcake Wars, Pumpkin Wars, any of that shit. Yeah, I absolutely love these. But I do think that as part of the competition, you can make it look as real as you want to. But shouldn't it at some point still taste good? That it should be edible. Funny enough, that, much is, that is a big part of uh, Is It Cake that it has to also taste really good and like cake. And then after what in the portion they cut out for you for the tasting or the whole thing? Thing. The, ma- the majority of these actually are cake on the inside just wrapped in fondant. So I feel like after you get past that half inch of fondant, it's a fairly good almond cake, honey cake, you know, whatever it is. That favorite was type one of, of the- What's your favorite type of cake? Ooh. Well, working at a bakery, a bougie bakery that did custom cakes, I will say, funny enough, I mean, you're classic vanilla, but we had a honey cake and an almond cake that were real good. I like a red just, velvet, maybe. Oh, red, red velvet can't good. go wrong. That's good. What, what, do you do different frosting combinations? Do you like a vanilla with chocolate, chocolate, vanilla mix match? Or do you like I play around. I play around. Yeah, I'll play around. Uh, I think I like, I, like, I like a yellow cake with a chocolate frosting, like a real buttery cake, you know? you know. Those That's what I grew up with, like the homemade one. That's what like, mom made for birthdays when I was younger. I like that quite a bit. That with some ice cream. Mm, that's a pretty good combo. How do you feel about ice cream I- cake? Hazelnut cake. I'm uh, not great. a big Hazelnut fan. Cake. Just I've had it so like so like so many birthday parties and just like school events. I feel like just have ice cream cake. It do it want, has its place. Do you want sucks that thin layer of like whipped cream and like blue gel with the writing and stuff on the, the top. gel? Oh, all the gel. all that top ice cream layer that's just too thin and whippy. I hate that. Do you want the best part of ice cream cake is it's that dark the, chocolate the Oreo like yeah layer that's like in between. Exactly. Oh, God, that, that, I would just want like a three inch. But cake you could you could have just that. That's what I'm That's saying. I, I want just that. Oh. I, I disagree. I think you still need some of that vanilla on top to cut it. Otherwise, you're just too deep and dark in the game. I mean, you're right, because I can't take sweets as much as I could. But kid me off. Oh, you just gave me a whole thing of that. Do you want to know something kind of annoying? Uh, for Halloween, my fiance and I were just being fun. We were doing – well, also our nephews were in the in the country and having their first Halloween, so everyone was getting real into it. But do you remember those grave, like, worm cups that were just, like, pudding yeah, and like Oreo? Little mu- pudding mud cups. Yeah, we, we made some of those, but we made them in, like – 
big cups and I got like oh, I, got, I got like two like spoonfuls in and I'm like oh my god this is so much just different candies yeah, you need little Dixie cups and just one gummy worm I made such a huge one I wasted so much ingredient it was aesthetically so I aesthetically I absolutely love the gummy worm in it but uh, from an hard. eating standpoint I it's hate chewy. it it's stupid it's so much out of the gummies, what are your favorite gummy treats? You got your bears, you got your worms. Do you like them sour? Where do you, where do you go on your gummies? Uh, I'm kind of a Sour Patch kid. Okay, I think we might have talked about this at some point with candy, but I know Ben is a big fan of one of our good friends of Sour Patch Kids and like Mike and Ike's, and kind of that falls into it too. Max is a huge Mike and Ike's person. I, wait, wait, wait. I don't. Mike and Ike's are nowhere near the same as. The, I don't think they're, they're gummies either. I think gummies are specific. Like hot tamales gummies. are kind of more like a Mike and Ike's. That's true. That, the exact but same I, I kind of blend those into a similar category. Hear me bit. out. Okay. My favorite gummy is Lifesavers gummies. Those are good. Those are pretty good. That's 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 very nineties of you. They come in those little trays. You can almost yeah. pull them out like a sleeve of chips. A hole. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna weird you out even more. The best one is the pineapple one. Oh, weird! I wouldn't it's see that clear. coming from you. I love There's that not one. a lot of you in the world. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no, oh. that's it. Yeah, I'm at Cracker Barrel. That's my handle. Life Cameron, I know you like a chewy, maybe sour spree, some sort of spree. Oh, dude, I used to love sprees as a kid, and honestly, I was always more of the hard one. I like to just like suck it down, you know, let it let it last. My yeah. everlasting uh-huh. gobstopper. Uh, that's right. But but shout out sprees, man. Those are you don't you don't get those often. <laughs> you don't get them often. No, is that a Wonka? I, that's a Wonka thing. I believe sure. so. I believe that is a Wonka thing. I'm a, my fan. I'm more of a fan of the licorice slash really waxy licorice. That kind Maybe of that's what I like. That kind of works. Not in, the pull and peel, whatever. The, oh, I love. Oh, the pull I love and pull and peel. That's a separate category. Are but you, I also strawberry like a, cherry. Strawberry cherry. Where are you falling on this? Strawberry. Cherry all day. I go strawberry. Cherry all day. Nibs cherry. I mean, I know you like uh, the harder, waxier one, but uh, love it. The wax- have- thats one of my favorite things about, like, at Cracker Barrels and stuff. The old timey candy. <laughs> Sorry, you brought it up. I don't <laughs> no, agree I with their just, politics and their they name. They sell them in other places. Do, do, do you? Yeah. Do you okay. Have a specific- if you go to an old timey town that's depicting what it used to be like when the world was racist and had like you know <laughs> bad places, when you're at those Wider places. Drug. Sure. Do you have a specific like, other than Twizzler, like off-brand old-timey licorice that you like? Something to recommend? Yeah, just gas station in a plastic bag, stable at the top, okay. licorice. Oh, Waxy, black licorice? shiny. Do we like black licorice? We do, I don't know. God, no. Don't not like black licorice. Any black licorice fav- flavored thing? Any liqueur? It's garbage? Ugh. It's, it's not Mike and Ike's. God, I can't remember. I thought I was buying Megan Mike and Ike's once, but it was black licorice. Meg! What was that called? What were those black There's, licorice? I, we're always due for one, me, like one Meg. Haven't show. had one of these Every in a second. <laughs> God damn it. I can't remember. It's not, Do you remember not, the... Um, sorry, you don't remember it? The, you don't remember what you got her? No, Megan didn't remember either. No. What were you but saying? The, um, the trolley. Anything trolley, like the worms, the the uh, the circles, what do they call them? The the octopuses. Those are always good. The sour ones. Do you like them sugar, Peach rings. sugar, sour, sweet, or do you just want like a regular gummy? For myself, just regular. I don't like. I don't you like don't sour. like the coating. I like a little sugary sweet on there. The only time I so. like going that route is what are those like Twizzlers that are covered like the Shockers or the Shock whatever is those like uh, like Nerds Rope type shit. <laughs> it's like that, but yeah, the ones that are just covered in like that acidy. Um, Your tongue is burning afterwards. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck should I do? You know, this? that's something I used to really love as a kid, and probably why I had so many cavities because it was just stripping my enamel. But like those sour skittles are the worst. Well, for that. Me- mega warhead. Oh god, those just tear apart your tongue just because the it's like an abrasive coating on it that it is also acidic and it just tears your mouth away. But when I- it's funny, we uh, we we were um, I was watching our cousins that are now like in college, but 
This is like 10 years ago when they were like 10 years old. I was babysitting them and I'm like, let's go. We can go to the convenience store. We'll get some candy. And they picked out candy and they picked out sour stuff. I'm like, can 10 year olds have sour stuff? I'm can. like, oh, wait, yo, wait, no, this is for you. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly They're what the only people that can. If I put a mega warhead in my mouth now, like, oh, God, it would just burn a layer off of it. I love torturing my mouth as a kid. Well, with sour stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't. I was never go on. Well, no. yeah, you guys were getting cameras like if, if I put a sour mega warhead yeah. up my mouth. Well, thank God it's, it's going gonna... in my mouth. Well, Mark, you're still that way a little bit though. You like spicy foods more than me for sure. I well, my body just can't handle it. I I was eating a, a Subway Italian sub a few months back and worked up a sweat. So like I've just I don't know. It adds sort of what, what would I call it? Some sort of savory. Maybe it's umami. Uh, <laughs> there's some sort of umami flavor. It's just yeah, just if you could get some umami in that, that'd be great. If I could just get more umami, it's like, do you? What do you? Do oh, you go to McDonald's like a side, just a side of umami? If just a side. So like, that used to be, I think, just called MSG, but I think they just called umami now. Is, I don't know when they is updated MSG it. Fine now, because I feel like we turned a corner. Right. We're like, it might cause cancer. It definitely causes headaches, but it tastes good. I it think people really just good. lie about it now. I think people just like they say no MSG and then they just end up like beep 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 beep. We want a couple. I want there. a couple drops of uh, you know MSG. Out of the things that are like killing me and like the plastics that are getting it and the aluminum, the deodorant, just give me the MSG. You know, I'm already just taking some hits elsewhere. Cameron, you sort of had a funny driving experience this this past week. How so? <laughs> what I do? You well, no, you you were, you just you uh, you said you were at the at the window and you, you were ordering something and she sort of mumbled back as as the uh, oh well kind of cashiers usually do bullshit. Well, one like I have some passive aggressive workers at the McDonald's next to my house and the Burger King next to your place where when you pull up to the window it's not busy and they're playing the waiting game hoping you'll leave. But I'm not gonna leave because I'm hungry. I'll wait I'm it hungry. out until I do that awkward. Hello, and they finally answer me. You can hear them in the background, kind of like breathe. I can see them half the time. I'm driving up and they're dicking around and like talking, like it's a bunch of teenagers. But I go up to the window and after waiting like three minutes of them just dicking around, she was like, I "Forgot from my burger," and I'm like, oh, I'm, "I'm like, I'm excuse me." And then I was just like, she said it again, and I was just like, "Fuck it, here's my order. I want a Whopper, number one large Sprite," and then. I was very clear. It's the main thing they make there. And then she went through the whole order like, so that's a Whopper and a large. What's the drink? Like anything I could have. Like she made me go through the whole thing. And then at the end, she was like, and I was like, yes. Just Do you think she was trolling you or just having yes. a tough time? I think she's maybe both. I don't honestly looking back. It's hard to say, but Drive I'm not mad at anybody that has a bad job doing it shitty and not yeah clean. i mean i'm not like, gonna I'm do anything i'm not, not mean about it them. but then i pulled up and it turns out she upsold me on like uh, like bacon and like a bunch of thin jalapenos and stuff <laughs> on it but but like i had no idea what she was saying and I, out of frustration i was just like yes yes just let's go that's the midwest that's the iowa get. nice in you I will say, well, the, it disappeared a couple of weeks ago when I pulled up to the McDonald's and the one by me. Did you get a manager? No, but I literally yelled, <laughs> I can see you in there because I could. And they eventually picked up, but oh, like, oh, I knew they were just like trying to hold out. I knew what they were doing. I would have just gone somewhere else. There's got to be something they, close. No, because at like 1.30, that was what was open near me without like being real far. Oh, God, it's annoying. There's, it's I my like only that. option late at night. 
I'm excited for part of my road trip. I think we'll probably stop at Culver's on the way home in in, in Rockford. Oh, dude, pretty I've been eating, that. getting so many concrete mixers recently. I'm telling you, you have to have a Culver's near you. Ta- right? Toffee caramel. I'm telling you, try. I it have out. one really just, close to me, but it's like you, you have one like a block away from you. It seems more sacrilegious to get Culver's in Chicago. You like it on a than, road trip, but no, yeah, I agree it's more with like that. a road trip thing. Like I could, I do have one actually really close, but it's like, why would I go there when there's so many better places if I'm going to get a burger or something? Because they have concrete mixers and those are good. That's what you go for. It's literally next though to the second location of uh, Margie's Candy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that, I mean, I guess if you're gonna. (laughs) So that, but sometimes you don't want a decadent, you just want a concrete mixer. You don't want a hot fudge sundae or something. You want to know something stupid I fell for all the time as a kid? Getting the rainbow or the Superman ice cream that was just dyed vanilla. Yeah, you were a sucker for that. I love me some colorful ice cream that just had no flavor to it. Sometimes it was cotton candy e flavored and not. Yeah, and but that's not as good though. It's a step down. Mark, what Cameron's not telling you is so he could just get it. He's like, and there is red and purple and blue <laughs> and, and orange like, and fuchsia. <laughs> oh, you know what? We, it, we it, it, it was just a vehicle for him to sing Joseph in the Technicolor. Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Which that's a good honestly, that is some good stuff. Go, anyway. Going back to guilty pleasures, I skip Joseph all the time. I never want to hear I those close Donny my Osmond. eyes. That has a terrifying children's choir too. That can be a little haunting. Close every door to me. That is a haunting children's choir too. That song. Skip the narrator of that place, says Jordan Jones. I don't want to hear it tell me anything Joseph's doing. Um, okay, what is your least favorite musical based on music? What do you think has the least listenable songs? Well, I don't know. There's so many like I don't know, so I like I'm only putting it in the ballpark. This is gonna be crazy right and uh. people are gonna hate me for this. Listeners, you guys maybe even it's Hamilton for me. I don't okay. I don't really like Hamilton. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm a, Here's why, I'm, though. I'm a little the bit biggest... with you that I'm a little burnt out on. And I like Lin Manuel Miranda. Well, the, well that's just... actually my problem. I'm a little burnt out on his writing style and a lot of his rhymes and schemes. It's very similar in a lot of the Disney movies, so I'm just kind of burnt out on him. There's two really good songs from Hamilton. It's that, Jordan, what are they? You you got into it. There's something uh, with starts with an M. The, the, my favorite songs is. Um... Uh, Jesus, you really put me on the spot. I was like, uh, Alexander Hamilton. I don't it's the one where he's sleeping around, and it's the <laughs> you're not throwing away. Say no shit. to this. That one's and, good. And the one where the girls are being like, I'm into Alexander Hamilton. One. Yeah, it's the it's the one where that's, that's uh, the one the, I like. The one with all the yeah. sisters. Oh, that one's helpless, helpless, helpless. Yeah, that one's good. Helpless, helpless and helpless and say no to this are to the best one. And then the most uh, Broadway type ones are what the King sings. Welcome oh, back. The, uh, yeah, I do like that one. Yeah, so maybe, those are catchy. That one actually is like a bloodline. Oh, duh. Uh, we forgot about Phantom, the book. Phantom, I don't like the Phantom book of Mormon. That I believe that, that that's a good funny one with good that's songs. That's a banger. I had banger. that on a mix for a while. Yeah, that, that's another one that had contemporary songs that kind of like led the way for uh, Jeremy. Out of all the Broadway plays I've actually seen in person or I guess on TV, that one's legitimately funny for funny things. Well, I mean, written by the creators of South Park, it should be. I know, but it is actually funny. You know, not, not everybody does that. Okay, then what, what's up, what's one of the funnier musicals that's not written by like he like know. shows up to like the uh, this like the slave camp or whatever and he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I believe it's a good one. <laughs> he's like yeah, him and shit. that's a good that's a that's a huge song. Not a, I mean that's probably the biggest song. Of not the, a musical, but a good uh, just comedic play. Noises off. Uh, it's also a movie with. Um, Christopher Reeves. Um, oh my God! Why can't I think of? I don't even know who's in it. Just Christopher Reeves. Uh, I'm thinking. He passed away. He was a comedic actor. Oh my God! I'm. Sp- he was. He was the dad on Scrubs. 
I the janitor or the dad? No, the dad. I'll get to it in a second. And the and like this is a big one, but I mean, who's the director? Um, Michael Caine. Michael Caine's in it. But it's a really it's a it's a music. So, it's a play about uh, a play about a play going terrible, and it's the behind the scenes of the cast not getting based, along. Based based kind of off the producers. Of, ba- yeah. Based off noises off, and I'm sure it exists in some iteration. Doesn't it feel like the movie Clue would make a great stage play? Yeah, as long as you have that. Yeah. Because that's what because that because noises off. It's very similar. Has a yeah. big, you're in this room. You're in that has room. A bi- has a big room, house stage set piece. Uh, who I, I I really want to do think of his name because he passed away a few years ago and he was a funny comedian and it's really I'm spacing on it. Carol Burnett's in it. Um, pa- I like and Julie Haggerty, sorry. so she's the comedian from Airplane. Uh, but Christopher Reeves, John Ritter. There we go. Oh, John Ritter. John Ritter. Matt, He's a dad in Scrubs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Yeah, yes. He, he doesn't make a lot of appearances, but he's JD's dad. Okay, then I, that, yeah, it makes sense. It's been years um, since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure. W- one of the things I do want to do before, I, if whenever I do or before I move from Chicago, I have not seen just a theatrical dramatic play. Oh, neither have I. Is it John Ritter? Yeah, it's yeah. Camera's okay, camera's way, to oh, way to go. Cameron. Oh, thank you. I've always wanted to go to the Goodman Theater and see um, A Christmas Carol. Did you do that this year? Oh, yeah, I saw it this year, but it was a little bit of a reimagination, but I still liked it. Uh, I worked next to the Goodman Theater for years downtown, and I would always see the advertisements. Oh, the actual, like, live. Yeah. Like, the live. Yeah, it was pretty Uh, cool. It was a fun, festive thing to do. Traditionally, the Goodman Theater, one of the theaters in Chicago, always puts on a production of A Christmas Carol. And I've, I've always wanted to do that. That would be magical. I'll get around to that maybe next year. I think you can see it. I think one year I didn't do it, but, like, the women on my dad's side of the family did it at Forge Theater, and. Ford Theater in DC. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Christmas I'm Carol. sure they have it. Yeah, that'd be That's magical cool. too. I feel like. Oh, here's one of the big things. Like I want to do with our mom. I want to go to the Nutcracker. The oh, with Joffrey's the Joffrey Ballet. Nutcracker. That'd be that'd be big. I haven't done. I it. mean, that'd be easy to do. She had a few ballerines in it too. So I mean, she has been, but it'd be nice for her just to sit and watch. No pressure. My favorite thing, obviously, now we're just talking holiday talk, the lineup. I'm going to see It's a Wonderful Life at the Music Box Theater. Did it with you the last two years. I think I just need to give myself, in general, a break from the movie this year. Just, I, I mean, it is like a classic, and you do it every year, but I, for some reason I feel like I've really... We did it for the podcast, so I've just watched it more. I've delved into it, so I feel like it's just slightly more burnout. I took a break from A Christmas Story, and... and I'm gonna go back this year. I think I haven't watched a Christmas story in years because syndication. But because it's it on out. that, it's yeah. a, they do that marathon. Yeah, you just have to take a break. Well, that's the beauty of it, though. I, we haven't had cable in years. That I now it's. I think it's I gotta take a break from Christmas Vacation. Like Ooh, that one has really gotten burnt out for me too. I might need to take a break. But luckily, that. I'm really filling in some gaps with the Family Stone. Anybody else? <laughs> no, weird. We have a couple <laughs> other things the night before. There are more Christmas things coming out, so at least we can maybe like I don't know shuffle shuffle a couple different ones in there. Maybe I'll we'll get real boring with it and do like Miracle on 34th Street and White Christmas this year. Mm. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Mm. What if we just do all four Miracle on 34th Streets? <sighs> there's like one in the 50s. There's like one in the 30s, 50s, 90s, and there might be one in the 70s. Pass. <laughs> um, are we done with Are we done with Christmas movies for for the cult classics? I think we're done with Christmas talk right now. For sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. You know, we're actually coming okay. up in about 50 minutes. You guys have anything other uh, big points you want to say before we wrap up for this week? Uh, the Bulls are in the playoffs. We're playing the oh, yeah. Bucks. That's going to be not a sweep, but we're probably going to lose to them. I was going to get to Colt, Colt talk, but I... You did that last week. week. 
I know. I want it to be my thing now. <laughs> Out, on my way to work, I just walked past a window that's um, like a Scientology uh, building, and I get it. <laughs> cool. It's starting to make more sense. Well, thanks for tuning in to Urban Hermit. Uh, if you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts on the Majestic Jam Network, Cult Classics, Urban Hermit, What You Watching. Uh, thanks for listening in. We really appreciate it. If you want to help the channel, you can go to patreon.com backslash cult classics pod for premium content. Uh, we'll check you next time. Bye, bye. Bye.